1: Our last meditation explored ultimate hope. I suppose this one could be titled penultimate hope. Right next to the ultimate hope of participating in the resurrection of the righteous is the expectation of going to heaven. Heaven for most believers is the next step taken towards ultimate hope. It is written that at the Lord's return, the dead and Messiah shall rise, in fact, we know that they will rise first. 1 Thessalonians four sixteen B. The Scripture's testimony to the coming resurrection is clear. Few doubt that the Bible bears witness to this expectation, but this is not all we're called to anticipate. There is also the hope of a heavenly existence to which we transition when we die. There are those who reject this hope, they think that the consciousness of the person who died shares the same state as the dead body. This is called mortalism, or soul sleep. They believe the people who die are unaware of anything until the time the dead are raised. There are a number of scriptures which, misinterpreted, may lead someone to adopt this perspective. For instance, John eleven eleven. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go, so that I may awaken him out of sleep. And 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-15. To clarify our expectations, let's look at the Messiah. Jesus referenced the hope of David when he quoted Psalm 31, 5, Luke 23:46, And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Stephen followed Jesus' example. Luke described Stephen's death as falling asleep, but in this theologically potent narrative there is a distinction made between the body and the spirit. Acts 7:59 59 and 60 They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then, falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, lord do not hold this sin against them having said this he fell asleep here's a question was jesus unaware insensate after he died what did peter say first peter 3 18 and 19 for the messiah also died for sins once for all the just for the unjust so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison. To continue, was Yeshua's warning about the rich man and Lazarus divorced from spiritual reality? Of course not. This is what the Lord said. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. Luke sixteen twenty two. Through this story, the Lord explicitly taught that after death, the soul lives on. At death, there is an initial dividing of righteous, reconciled believers, those who are united to the Messiah in this life, from those alienated from God in motive, nature, action, and, alas, destiny john saw the disembodied souls of those martyred during the tribulation they were consciously participating in intercession revelation six b to ten tree of life version i saw under the altar the souls of those slaughtered for the sake of the word of god and for the witness they had and they cried out with a loud voice saying o sovereign master holy and true how long before you judge those who dwell on the earth and avenge our blood. In this life, there might be some mystery almost tantamount to confusion attending spiritual experiences. Paul wrote, I know a man in the Messiah who, 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a man was caught up to the third heaven. And I know how such a man, whether in the body or apart from the body I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words which a man is not permitted to speak. 2 Corinthians 12, 2-4 Note That what Paul did make clear is that he experienced and expected a separate existence of his inner man, his soul, from his outer man. The inner man was being renewed every day, while his outer man was falling into a state of mortality. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Ultimately, he expected his inner man to be temporarily separated from his flesh, to depart and be with the Lord, Philippians one twenty-one through 21-24. For to me, to live is Messiah, and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose But I am hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with the Messiah, for that is much better, yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. He described his experience with the Lord, despite its richness, as akin to being absent. 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8 Therefore, Being always of good courage, and knowing that while we are at home in the body we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. One day he expected to be fully present with the Messiah. He would be absent from the body and at home with Jesus. Let's listen to Hebrews 12, where it describes current spiritual reality. Hebrews 12:22 through 24 But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Right now, the spirits of the righteous made perfect participate in heaven's jubilation. What causes this celebration? The writer to the Messianic Jews, Hebrews, was describing what John recorded in Revelation 4 and 5. Maybe we can find a cause of celebration there. When we read those chapters, we find that God's victory over suffering, evil, and the powers of darkness will be fully manifest and a new beginning will commence. This new beginning includes the joy and awe of the redeemed and those beings who are amazed at the scope of this redemption. We who are the goal of God's saving love will be filled with what is described as unspeakable joy and come into the fullness of our true identities. So what is our hope for the afterlife? God has the capacity to relate to and experience both the spiritual and the material realms. The resurrected Messiah can do the same thing. The believer, whose body has died, can not. However, they can relate to the spiritual realm. In the resurrection, the full range of experience is given to the awakened saint. Right now, our experience of the material almost eclipses our interaction with God and the spiritual realm. At death, this experience is reversed. At the resurrection, wholeness is restored. Fullness of human existence is brought into a holy fulfillment. The image of God and humanity will be fully restored. The resurrected believer will have a full awareness of these two spheres of existence. Have you ever had a vivid dream? A dream so real that practically all your senses seemed to be active, yet you were asleep. Your body was not in an interrelationship with the objective reality in which you live. It is in this sense that I understand the sleep from which the dead will wake. What is the difference between a dream state and going to heaven? Heaven is real. The believer's experience of heaven is real. Although the body does not participate, the soul does. And what the soul of the born-from-above human experiences is, I have to repeat myself, it is real, real, real. It is something to look forward to. It is part of the believer's hope. Jude 24 and 25, Tree of Life Version Now to the one who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy to the only God our Savior, through Yeshua the Messiah our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, both now and forever. Amen.
0: Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. The theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love, and his latest, The Meditations of My Heart, Developing a Healthy Inner Narrative, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to love of God project at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.